Anyway, far, but uh, far away. Do, so will, will Ruth Kelly survive, you think? You're just off to... I saw you were almost gallantly springing her to her defence this oh, morning. Well, no, I, 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 was, I, was, I, was, I was applauding her decision to accept responsibility. And mm-hmm. I, that's what mm-hmm. I like about it all, is, is the way she and Kim Howells and everybody else have, have um, put their hands up and, and, said, uh, and, and, and said that they actually consecrated a lot of their own time to these decisions. And my purpose only was to contrast the incredible detail hmm. um, detailed consideration that Labour ministers give to who should be teaching in schools, in which school. And um, the way they will quite happily allow 80 hospitals to be closed, most of them irreversibly, without yeah. any kind of political accountability, whatever. So that that was the end. It was it was it was a, it was a point. Of, it was it was it was to, it was it was to, I was to shop on the contrast with the uh, with the gross um, abdication of responsibility in respect of hospitals. That was all that was. So, do you think she will survive after the? I will have to see. We'll go, I will have to see. Uh, I, I think. Um, I have to see. Mm-hmm. So, Tory higher education policy. Yeah. I mean, are there any? What are, are they being formulated? They're being formulated. I think it would be wrong to say that we've got a raft of policies that we're going to start, you know, rolling out mm. here, here and now. Um, but you know, there are certain broad directions which we're we're, we're going in, and obviously, you, you you'll have seen what Dave Cameron said the other day about top-up fees, which is something I've long agreed with. I, you know, I think that's a a, a, a reality that you know, it's high time we, 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 we should accept. But you're not you're not going to see uh, you know a, a detailed series of, of um, funding proposals. Just because it'd be completely pointless. I mean, the thing's not coming in uh, till the autumn. Uh, we need to see how it works. You know, I'm still on a, I'm still on a very very steep learning curve, and I, I don't want to you know uh, say anything. Um, <laughs> too incendiary. <laughs> too, too, exactly. yeah. And so, having accepted fees, would you raise the cap? Well, I mean, that's exactly the sort of question that <laughs> you know, I, 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 I prefer to shirk at this stage. Um, you know, I just, you know, I, I just think. You know, you, um, I mean, I think you know there, there are cert- there are certain things that have been completely eye-opening in the, in the during the last few weeks, things I've discovered about higher education that have, have been um, fascinating. And the, the, first, the, most, the first most important thing to say about what's going on at the moment is it's a, it's a huge success story, higher education in this country. It's a fantastic. We are, no, we're, in the words of Cardinal Newman, we are the light of the world. You know, we're, we're a place where people come here in huge numbers. 50,000 Chinese, uh, foreign exports of 4 billion pounds this country uh, 91,000 EU students alone uh, heaven knows how many non-EU students I was talking to uh, the guy at uh, the, the, the guy who runs UCL and he's got 26% uh, non-EU international students it is a fantastic triumph, we've got campuses all over uh, with campuses being uh, inaugurated in China, we've got programs in India, uh, 
universities UK, the idea of a, of a British university education, whatever we may think about it, whatever griping and whinging you know, we produce, is seen around the world as a great thing. And I really feel that there's, there's, there's one... I remember, I remember when I was an undergraduate, and I can't remember, it was the early 80s, and the dons at Oxford had just decided that Margaret Thatcher shouldn't have an honorary degree, because she was a barbarian. And uh, she had, um, she, she was against, she, she'd said that foreign students would have to pay fees. Outrageous. Outrageous. Catastrophic. This termagant. And they were all up in arms. And they all packed themselves into Congress to the Sheldonian Theatre. And they all voted that uh, she, shouldn't have, she shouldn't have an honorary doctrine. Yeah? Do you remember all this? I do. Yes. And I remember meeting my tutor as he strode back from this victory and, you know, placing his foot on the on the tyrant's neck and I said uh, you know, why, why have you why? I was very politically apathetic I want you to know that at that stage and I was, I was purely curious and I said well, why have you done this and he said, he said well this is after all a place of education as though, you know, it's mm-hmm. off. and now you look at the results yeah. of that single change mm-hmm. to the funding of British universities um, 1.25 billion in fees uh, from non-EU students uh, to say nothing of the wider contribution they make, you know, pushes it up to something like two billion. You've got about a tenth of the income for the British higher education sector is coming uh, from foreign students, from sorry, from non-EU international students. To put it in the correct, I got ticked off using the word foreign the other day. Um, we're terribly careful. I mean, I'm discovering, I'm discovering that you know. <laughs> I want to make it clear that when I use the word foreign, I simply mean non-UK. Okay, there's nothing prejudicial about the word foreign. Um, but do you see what I'm driving at? How things that can seem barbaric at the time can actually turn out to be a major development for the prosperity and success of British universities. And... So that's point. Well, that's, that's the first thing I've, I've learned is that is that actually the, there are great success stories, mm. and there are success stories everywhere. No, there are. I mean, it's not just the international aspect mm. of, of, of the success that I. I mean, when my father was an undergraduate, he, when he went to Oxford in 1959 or something like that, or 60, mm. with my mother, thought they were married at the time. Um, I think there were about three or four percent of the total cohort mm. had a university education. We're now at forty-three percent, and I'm not a um, you know I'm not a quotas man. I don't believe in necessarily you know you have to. This is all you know. By the way, this is, this is all. None of this is policy, all right. None of this is policy. But I'm just giving you my my feelings about it. I think it is a fantastic triumph that we've expanded universities so greatly. I think that the decision to change the the, the 92 reform was, act, was act, you know, whatever its faults was on the whole a, a liberating reform that uh, greatly in, increased people, the, the self-esteem of, of the institutions and, and, and the, the, that, the polytechnics yes, yes, I thought, I, thought, I, think, I think it was, a, it was it was a great thing and yeah, I think you can see what's happened in 
universities in the, in the last 50 years as you know, part of the, of the, of the general rise of, of the middle class. And you know, the, the universities are, the, you know, university education is, is, now, is increasingly how people, the professional middle classes, define themselves. And it's a, it, is, it must be a good thing for society and for the economy if the numbers of people getting degrees of one kind or another increases. Because if you look at the figures, again, you know, if, you, if you're a, a man, which you are, you will, think, and you, and you, you, will, do, you will get approximately 15% more uh, than someone with, uh, as a result of having a degree than someone with two A, two a levels. If you're a woman, it's, you get 30% more than someone with only two A levels. And that's your personal benefit. And then the economy as a whole, I think, benefits greatly from having uh, more graduates, and the figures seem to support it. So there's a social benefit and a personal benefit. So you don't think more means worse? And I, I, I don't. I mean, I think, yes, of course, more means, obviously, more, more will necessarily involve producing more dross. Mm. Of course it will. But there's, there's you know, the, the proportion, you know, dross will, there will always be dross. Um, but I, I, I suppose one thing I, I would say is that my instincts are not to, to go around trying to exterminate Mickey Mouse courses, as they're called. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we, I think we want to move away from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one man's Mickey Mouse courses, another man's literary humaniores. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, people want you know people want to do media studies. I, you know, you and I, you and I, as, as, as professional journalists, may think media studies is a load of complete rubbish. But the fact is that very often it seems to be a good way of getting employment. And you know, I, I don't, I don't think. Put it this way: I don't think it's the business of the of government to to weigh in and start um, saying, you know, this or that course must be struck off. So the, 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 I, I had some, you know, I, I didn't quite go along with. Some of the things we were, you know, insofar as it sounded as though we were we were going to go around, you know, actually striking off. I mean, I think that was that was at one stage. It wasn't that part of our rhetoric that we were going to eliminate Mickey Mouse courses. I mean, I'm all in favour of universities voluntarily dropping courses that are pointless and, and non-educational. But um, you'd leave that to the market. Yeah, well, I'd leave that to the university. If I want to do anything. I want, to vind- I, want to help, I want to help to vindicate academic freedom, the doctrine of academic freedom, as enunciated in 1957 by Justice Felix Frankfurter. <laughs> you remember what Frankfurter's... You're making this up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You must, you must know that, that it, it's uh, <clears throat> the freedom to decide on academic grounds who should teach, what they should teach, mm-hmm. how it should be taught, and whom to admit, right? Mm-hmm. The freedom to decide that on academic grounds. And I think that's a very good definition of what we should be trying to do. So do you think that the government's trying to interfere with that, with social engineering, I mean, it's, its attempts to widen access? I mean, I'm all in favour of widening access. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody in their right mind is going to want to get out into the schools all over the country and evangelise for universities and get the best possible candidates to come to their places of learning. Of course they are. 
and I believe that's a huge social good, and I think the government has a has a, a duty to encourage it. I think it's absolutely right. I'm not in favour of trying to rectify the vagaries and inadequacies of the British educational system when you come to the moment of university admission and to try to engineer backwards and to sort out all the disasters and mistakes that have been made in the last 40 years by, by trying to bring on people, by trying to eliminate the, the discrimination process, which is, you know, um, and, and to, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, th- I think social engineering is, is, a good, is a good way of putting it. And I, I'm, not in, I'm not in favour of, of imposing targets and quotas on universities um, in that way, because I think they are highly competitive institutions, successful institutions. They're going to want the best candidates. I mean, Oxbury, I mean, they, these places have changed. They, they have changed. So I think, I mean, I haven't yet met the people at offer, but I'm greatly, uh, so greatly looking forward to it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I don't want to get you to get me wrong. I, I, I absolutely wedded to the principle of widening access. Um, I think, I think that that is right. But I think that any tutor for admissions, any academic worth is sold, is also wedded to it. And you know, see Frankfurter, Adlock, you know. Ich bin ein Frankfurter. <laughs> That's going to be the headline, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind if that's the headline, if it gets Frankfurter's definition of academic freedom into, into, into the public imagination. It's a small price to pay. <laughs> so, getting back to foreigners, um, I saw you were on the blog yeah. writing raising this very good point about how on earth the government was going to yeah. get, get the money back from these people in the EU. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't have, a, I don't have an immediate solution to this. I was doing my oppositional duty in raising it. Right. I want to be absolutely clear. Uh, this is, this is, a, this is a, uh, I think, an unsolved you know, problem mm. of the system we're embarked upon which I think needs thought, and I mean, I'll, I'll rehearse it quickly the, 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 for you. The, the problem is that we are a, we're a, we're a, we have a net student balance of students deficit with with the EU, which is greatly to our credit. As you know, to get back to my point number one. Points number one and two were about our great international and mm. domestic success. Okay, I want to make this. And, and part of our international success is that we have ninety one thousand EU students coming here a net export of British students to the rest of the EU of about 20,000? Mas or menos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I.e., we spend uh, net about 300, is it 300 million on them. Which and the, the problem eventually. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that the, the, the thing that's coming in, in, in September, October is not, of course, a fee. I mean, that's a, it's a, it is a gross misnomer. What happens is the Treasury... Is, I mean, the, the whole problem with it, really... I mean, you know, we'll, I don't want to get into all this, but, but mm. the, 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 the one problem is that the Treasury stumps up in advance and then recoups it over a very long period. This, this is the only way to, 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 to make it work, uh, so, we're, so we're told. The result is it will be, with the best will in the world, it's difficult to imagine that some of the students from EU countries 
are, are going to be very easy to track down should it happen. In the, unlikely, in the unlikely event that they are so remiss as to fail to pay back um, UK government for their student top-up fee, um, it will be harder... I, you know, I only say it would be harder to track them down to, to, to find a way. Italian tax system. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only point I, I was, I was making, um, and no one's, no one yet has an answer to it. But I think it's, I think it's inherent in the, in the, in the structure of the way the whole top up fee is, mm-hmm. is going to be, done, and um, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of the, it's one of the, one of the demerits of the system. But I mean, if you'd ask me, if you ask me to sort it out. No. Um. And it, 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 it threatens to introduce an, ine- an inequity, doesn't it? Because you know, you'll have your British student who, who absolutely has absolutely no way of escaping the clutches of the taxman, and you know he'll be working cheek by jowl with some mm. charming fellow from somewhere else. Who um, anyway? That's the that's that's that point. But it is. But I. But it is in. It is in no way meant to be discouraging. Of our ambition to have more mm-hmm. EU and non-EU students here. So, uh, are you enjoying being in opposition? I mean, you know, no, I think it'd be nice to be in government. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be great to be in government. I think it'd be fantastic. We can organise that as <laughs> soon as possible. <laughs> that would be. That would be. That would be. I mean, you can make these criticisms and. Yes, you can. But I think that's part of our, part of the job. Mm. And part of the job is sometimes just to, just to raise a a problem, mm. and to uh, you know because uh, you know there will be fine minds sitting in the Department of Education and Skills who will be you know who will suck on their burrows and try and work out the answer. Mm. And you know if there's a bit of political pressure about it, then then so much better. But yes, it does give you it does give you a certain freedom to to raise things like this. Um, and then, you know, I suppose later on, you know, I suppose as we get towards the election, yes, I suppose we will be obliged to come up with a with a solution, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I want I, I do want to stress that you know this this is all. Um, there are there are no. I hope I hope I hope that you haven't found any, you know, any. I hope, you, I hope when you look back at this, you won't find anything that remotely looks like a, a new Tory policy in any <laughs> of this because there's, there's no such uh, no such thing. Uh, you know, except except some shading, obviously. Of I think, I mean, I, w- I would like to shade our position on, on the fifty percent thing, and on and on uh, and on Mickey Mouse degrees. I mean, I think I'm not in favour of um, of targets or I don't, I don't think I don't think um, the number fifty percent is necessarily a, a good thing. But I don't. I think somehow or other, it sounded as though we were against people to going to university. That's got to be mad. We're against people to get on, empower themselves, get richer. So you're happy with 50%? Or perhaps I think more? it's me, I, you know, yeah. whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So what, so what other areas are you looking at that um, might actually produce policies in, in due course? Well, there are, you know, obviously the funding thing is, is, mm. is going to be the biggest yeah. single question. You know, if I had to... Um, I tried to, I, when I asked, a, I, I asked, I had to ask a question last week in the chamber, and I tried in a vague way to ask one that uh, summed up where I, where I was, where I was coming from, and it, and it, it, it is, it's just this, I think, I think sometimes in our thinking about higher education, we're too narrowly 
we confined to a utilitarian calculus about what it's doing to the bottom line of UK PLC. And I wanted to make the point that I think higher education adds immeasurably to the value of the UK economy without necessarily obliging everybody to, to, to pursue courses that have some immediate vocational application. You see what I'm driving at? So I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to stick up for medieval history, amongst other things, which was, if you remember, deprecated by Charles Clark. I think it was a bit misquoted. I, I, had a quick, I, I, I had a look at several versions of what he said. It was pretty obvious to me that he was... <laughs> He was, and he said something else too. Um, that no, he was making a utilitarian argument. He was making a utilitarian the taxpayer argument. needs some reason to invest in these great institutions. Yes, and I think that I think that, I mean the, my, my retort would be that the taxpayer receives a handsome return mm-hmm. for educating people in subjects that don't necessarily equip you with an immediate life skill, like classics or whatever it happens to be. Um, so that's, you know, that's one thing I want, you know, that's a, that's a general statement of principle. Yeah? But I, I'm, I, what I, I suppose what I want to spend the next few weeks and, and months doing is, just, is, is learning more about how the students are going to do it. You know, can they take on this debt? Is this reasonable? Are we asking too much people? Um, I want to discover to what extent the academics themselves want this freedom. Because very often they don't, actually. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's very interesting people. They're very brilliant, brilliant men and women. But what they, what they very often, they, they, they see themselves as providing a public good, and they see they, they you know, the, the, they don't necessarily resent the, the capture by the state that's taken place. And, and you know, I, I need, it's, one needs to talk to them about that and see what, what they really want and how, and how they see it going. And what else am I going to? I'm, and I'm fascinated by this international success mm-hmm. we're having. And I'd like to I'd like to discover from other countries and from students in other countries what it is about Britain that they they like, and what we can do to make them like it even more. And on the research side, have you plunged into the complexities of the RAE yet? I've dipped my toe into it. Um, you know, I can see that I can see how unpopular it is in in some quarters, and I but I, I and I can and I've, I've heard the arguments about it um, you know I can see I can see the case for having a spread of research funding across the the, the university base I really can see that argument you know I, I can see that if you don't have a research dimension uh, in some places then you're never going to let them develop in the way that they might develop and I you know I believe in, in you know, it might be that you could Unexpected things will suddenly flourish and sprout and grow, mm. and if you didn't have that kernel re- kernel of research funding, then y- you wouldn't pull it off. On the other hand, I can you know I can see the I can see the argument from the from the, the big four or whoever they are that mm. you know you want to maximise utility <laughs> with, with in the, in in with with them, um, but. Um, I mean, I'm, that's that's one of the subjects, you know. I'm, and, and that's another that's another thing that you know is is it's fascinating to see the the interaction 
between the academic community and the and the, and the state, and how they how they manage it all. So, are you, are you getting much reaction from students to your blog? And yeah, we we, did, we get we got a huge number of um, um, <laughs> um, we got a sorry just, we we got a huge number. We, we said something about the Trevor Phillips conundrum, yes. we, we, which pr- produced quite a lot of reaction. Um, we said just it was just debate, right. debate, debate, debate. Um, most people said broadly the same thing. I think most, or, or you know, were, most people said there's no business of the state to get involved in this question, yeah. and, and that was the yeah. But I, th- I know it's, I'm, 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 you know, the blog's you know journey just begun, but I'm happy with it so far. And you're running for rector of Edinburgh. I am. Yes. The Gordon Brown successor. Yes, 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 that's right, yes, yes, yes. And Winston Churchill, and Stanley Baldwin, and Tony Slattery. (laughs) 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 It's going to be it. I'm much looking forward to it. Gee, that covers the waterfront. Yes, so you're now going to bring down the Secretary of State for Education? I think that. I think... You know, she's. I mean, I guess she got a lot of sympathy for her, but the the fact is, she's blatantly not in, in control of her department. And anybody who sat through her statement last Thursday, and this this goes for I think people on all sides of the house, left utterly bewildered about what the rules were, what these lists stipulated, who was taking the decisions, on what basis they were taking taking the decisions, and. Whether and the, the fundamental thing was whether she thought it was a good thing or not that a sex offender should be allowed to teach in schools. Uh, you know, it was just impossible to get any kind of clarity. And unless you can, you know, I mean, the basic principle, sure, you, you've got to be able to let people know what you know what's going on in your head. If 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 she thinks actually that there is a case for allowing sex offenders, repentant sex offenders, to be gym teachers. Or whatever, then she should have the guts to say it's about. It's all been very, very mystifying. And would you support her if she had? Well, I listened to her. I listened to what she had to say. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you, if you, did you understand what you were saying last Thursday? Baffled me. Baffled me. And I actually, you know, I do think there's a, you know, I, you know, I, I think, I think it's really, I think, I think David Willits has got it bang on. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not to do with the hysteria. It's to do with. Is she actually, you know, is she running this thing properly? Is, it, is, is her policy intelligible to others, mm-hmm. to her department, and, and even to herself? Oh, many thanks. Not at all. Good.